welcome to Optimistic Tales. I'm your host, Dr. Eric M. Moody, and I want to thank you for joining me today as I explore another one of a million optimistic tales in my search for a more humbled and empathetic world. Episode 2 is entitled Preludes in Chaos. It was recorded on 14 November 2018 as a part of my community anthologies project. My guest, Mr. Ben Harper, is the Education Programs Director of the Mobile Symphony Orchestra. His story is truly an optimistic tale of the lasting impact music can have on young lives. I know you're going to enjoy this episode, and in fact, I expect to share Ben's ongoing optimistic tale in future episodes. Again, I thank you for joining me. Um, we have with us Mr. Ben Harper. He is with the Mobile Symphony Orchestra. He um, is the Education Program Coordinator mm -hmm. for the Mobile Symphony. He's been there since 2003. That's correct. Uh, he, him and I have a history. Uh, we may discuss that a little bit of that uh, throughout the program. I um, want to hopefully focus on during this discussion and the agenda for it, uh, we want to try to keep it in the context of what we've done in the class. And, and as you know from the course, we talk some about schools and the, the, the impact of education and the impact of, of community development on the school systems, but there's also a chapter we have in there on youth engagement. And that's where I wanted to kind of get the context for, because it's very important, as, you, uh, as we'll learn from uh, Ben's experiences, that engaging youth in the community by starting at that young age can build assets, community assets, uh, for the community. So that when we talk about the approach of uh, technical assistance and self-help approaches, uh, i.e. using resources that are in the community as opposed to going outside to get experts, you're, you're kind of growing your own. And that's what some of the things that, uh, that Ben does with the uh, Mobile Symphony, as you'll see, is engaging youth at an early age so that we can uh, foster those resources to hopefully stay here. And that's what I'm hoping to do. So. Uh, without any further ado, if you would, wouldn't mind just giving us a, 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 a background, uh, on, and you can go back as far as you want, <laughs> okay. if you want to. You don't have to start with the 2003, you know how far back we go. Right. And so feel free to, you know, start. He is a, he is a, a JAG, so uh, you can start there or wherever you want to start as far as uh, your interest in music and how you got well, where you are. Well, let's talk about music. I come okay. from a very musical family. Uh, six people in my family and five of us are professional musicians. Right. My mom drove us all to lessons. That was okay. her job. She was our professional audience. <laughs> so I grew up in a really musical home. Um, Did you have a, the music van? Oh, <laughs> the music station wagon. Station wagon. wagon. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so there's always music in my house. I'm I've never been without it in right. one way or another. Uh, I did go to South. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a degree in music education. Right. Uh, I was originally a flutist. Uh, oh, not really so much anymore. Right, I now right. play guitar and bass. And so you thing, couldn't do the Ian, the, uh, Ian Jethro Tull? Oh, yeah, Anderson, I can do a little Jethro, Jethro Tull. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, I went to South. I, I hate to say this to students, but I will. Uh, I got to my student teaching, walked in the door, and went, wow, why did I ever think I wanted to be a high school band director? This is not what I want to do. And Let me interrupt you, <laughs> because you don't feel bad. 
My youngest son wanted placed jazz trumpet at University of Colorado, wanted to do the exact same thing, be a band director, mm -hmm. and he's absolutely got the chops for it. He went back to the high school his freshman year as a, as a, a music education and said, I can't believe we were like this. Don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. To me. Same, you're not alone in that boat. So I knew my parents would absolutely destroy me if right. I had come that far and just bailed on it. So right. I uh, sucked it up. Right. Finished my student teaching. Did my senior recital. Got my degree. Mm -hmm. uh, even got certified to teach just to make everybody happy. Right. Right. And then I did 12 years in a record store. There you go. <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. You, uh, I, I, I'm right there with you, buddy. I got my commercial music degree and went into retail. Exactly. So it was great. I loved Back it. Back when there were retail uh, stores. Yes. But I'm still in music. Right. Uh, so I didn't, you know, wasn't a total failure in my right. parents' eyes. I was still doing music. I had a great time doing it. Uh, there is no record industry to speak of anymore. Right. So that all disappeared. Uh, in between that, I also did a lot of... It started in college doing a public radio, WHIL. Is that uh, the one at Spring Hill? The one at Spring Hill, okay. yeah. It's cool. now out of Tuscaloosa. That disappeared also. I wow. have a career out of making things disappear. But, uh, <laughs> I did public radio, classical station, played mm -hmm. classical DJ. I ended up, uh, uh, started in college, sort of took off when I was mm -hmm. off doing other things with the record store. But when right. I came back, I started doing part-time again. Right. Um, and then I ended up actually being program director for a year at, oh, at wow. WHIL okay. uh, while I actually started doing preludes with the symphony mm -hmm. on the side. Okay. Um, after I had two kids, right. I suddenly decided that what I really wanted to do was not high school little teach, kid. but little, little kids. kids. You know, right. elementary school music was really cool. Because they're still fascinated oh, with it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Everything is still amazing and cool. Right. and. Um, I really liked that age group, right. and so I started doing that just part-time in addition to doing radio, mm -hmm. and um, then just the kids getting older and being more expensive, I right. decided I couldn't keep being sort of part-time guy doing a million things. Thanks. I had to have a full-time job, right. and so the symphony basically put together all the teaching positions of the symphony were part-time at that point. Mm -hmm. They were like, we got to keep him, so right, right. they put together a full-time package and got me insurance, which... That Note is. to everybody, get insurance. It's very important. Yeah, absolutely. you got to have insurance. And so I uh, have been doing that ever since. I eventually mm -hmm. had to quit the radio station right, right. and just do the symphony. I've been doing that for this is my 16th year with mm -hmm. the symphony. Uh, I've taught over 8,000 kids uh, in my career so far. Wow. Um, well, we were talking earlier before, yeah. the, before the broadcast, so to speak, um, about the impact that you have on kids, starting them at such a young age, and with all the, the influences that they can have and the, and the uh, opportunities that they have to go do other things, internet, phones, all that stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about some of the ones that you have tracked. Could you talk a little bit about that? One of the things that wasn't in my job description when I took this job, but I sort of took on as myself, mm -hmm. is tracking the kids that started out with me in preludes, first and second grade. It's, right. uh, it's a very uh, foundational right. kind of position. Mm -hmm. uh, it's trying to just get kids excited in music, right. get them uh, hope, open up doors and, and stuff. And it's throughout that, the school system? The uh, we, we have some partner schools. Mm -hmm. uh, there it's, preludes is in seven different schools, okay. which 
in Mobile County is it's a huge school system, so that right. really isn't that many. Mm -hmm. But the reason that they started it is because as money got tighter and tighter for the school system, mm -hmm. music, arts, things like right. that are always the first things to get Absolutely. cut. Absolutely. And once upon a time, there were actual string programs in the Mobile County Public Schools, mm -hmm. Baldwin County. They had a very great uh, string program, but that was like 30 years ago. Yeah, I, I was a product of that. That yeah. disappeared, and as an organization, the Mobile Symphony decided that if you take the look at the big picture there, mm -hmm. if we don't have that foundation, right. we're just, it's going to go up the pipe, right. and eventually we're not going to have string players at all in right. this town, and we as an organization have to take that on and mm -hmm. we've got to do something about it because right. the Mobile County Schools aren't doing it. So right. we started our program. My, my program is Preludes, mm -hmm. which is a prelude to getting right. kids into string classes which start in third now, grade. Specifically strings? Specifically strings, prelude? yes. Okay. That's, uh, are there other programs for other instruments? No, we, we've sort of, you know, Mobile County you does a really good job of, on of drums, the band. Right? <laughs> the band, they take care of the band, they do great at that, so okay. we're trying to fill in the void on the string okay. instruments. Okay. Um, so my, my, my job is to get them interested in music, but mm -hmm. specifically really try and get them interested in the strings. strings. Um, so like I said, I've been watching these kids mm -hmm. for 16 years now. Right. The, the Arc is really slow. Right. You know, there are people on and higher up in our organizations like we need to know what these kids are doing. And, you know, are they getting into strings and are they right. really becoming? And it's like to get them to be professional musicians, it's going to take like 20 years. Right. Exactly. You know, so right. it's it's a really slow, long arc. But mm -hmm. I've very early on, you know, started taking names, rosters right, of my right, kids, yeah. and you know, you put them in a spreadsheet and you right. pile it away for 10 <laughs> years and. Um, <laughs> About five or six years ago, in my 10th year, mm -hmm. I started seeing kids that I had taught in preludes, mm -hmm. and they start popping up all of a sudden in the youth orchestra. The Mobile okay. Symphony Youth right. Orchestra is also under our umbrella. Now, how, how large and is that organization? That is an actual full complement uh, orchestra. It's got strings, brass, woodwinds, percussion. Right. Uh, usually runs about 70 kids. Mm. Um, and so okay. after about 10 years, I started seeing these kids pop up and like, yep. I taught that kid, oh. I taught that kid. I, it, hey, Mr. Harper. Ex exactly. <laughs> now that's hey, Mr. Harper. Yeah, their voices change. They grow up. <laughs> and so then the next step, of course, is tracking them off to college. And now right. these original kids that I taught in mm -hmm. 2003 right. are starting to get out in the real world and right. take jobs. So in yeah, a roundabout really way, it's taken a long a time to get there. But I was telling you just a minute <laughs> ago, uh, yeah. I, uh, there is actually a kid that I taught at Rockwell Elementary. Right. Um, taught her first and second grade music. Mm -hmm. She did strings just for a year and third. Right. She tried that. It wasn't quite for her, but that's right. fine. She gave it a shot. Yeah. Uh, in middle school, she picked up French horn, right. which is awesome. It's a good instrument. Mm -hmm. um, she played that and popped up on my roster when she showed up in the youth orchestra in ninth okay. grade. Right. And I watched her from ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. Right. She went off to, <clears throat> excuse me, went off to college at the Eastman School of Music. Right. Uh, zapped that out in four years and wow. is now starting her master's at Juilliard. Wow. So there, there are success there stories. There are success, success stories. Um, so 
the the program for Preludes, how long has it actually been? I mean, you've been with them. Uh, I've been with on. them since 2003. They've started their education program in 2000. So I was pretty mm -hmm. early on. So soon um, after the, because the symphony's been around since the early 70s, right? I mean, in one form or another. another. Okay. Um, it actually started, the Mobile Symphony started in the 1950s, I believe. Right. Um, went through the 70s. In the 70s, it went bankrupt. Um, Which is amazing because you would think with ELO and all the string instruments. A lot you know, of string instruments in I the started, 70s, absolutely. I started, uh, and I was talking to you about this earlier, uh, Miss Nancy Hopper came mm -hmm. out to do Williams. And my first instrument, uh, fifth and sixth grade, was a violin. Very good. Based on just showing up and said, who's interested? And, and that's what they offered, and I did that for two years. Well, interesting side story. It disappeared in the 70s. Okay. Totally, there was no orchestra at all in, right. in Mobile. Um, it became a presenting organization. Uh, it was Symphony Concerts of Mobile. Okay. And they brought the Louisiana Symphony in, right. and they brought in touring orchestras, okay. but there was no actual orchestra in town. Right. My dad, who was chairman of the music department for 18 years in the 80s, 90s. Here at South. Yeah, here at South, yes. Right. Uh, thought it was really important that kids get to see an orchestra perform live some right. point in their education. Right. And that wasn't happening with touring orchestras. And right. so he actually started something called the Port City Symphony because oh, okay. we couldn't use the Mobile Symphony name because they had just gone bankrupt 10 years before. Ah, it was okay. kind of a hot topic. Right. So people like Nancy Hopper, okay. local musicians, mm -hmm. played in the Port City Symphony. Oh, okay. It actually, I guess, had started in about 1985 okay. and went until 1996, about 11, 12 years. Right. And that as Port City. As Port City. Right. And then Port City suddenly, when it became, hey, this could actually work. Right. That grew into what is now the Mobile Symphony Orchestra. How many? How many local? So you said you mentioned Nancy Hopper. Did your dad perform? No, he in, was the conductor. He was a conductor. Mm -hmm. um, how many local uh, musicians are in the Mobile Symphony now? Currently, now uh, we run about eighty people in the whole orchestra. Mm -hmm. I would say a little less than half are yeah. local musicians. That's um, good. Though. That's great. We yeah. we bring in you know a lot from. Here, there, and right, young. Right. Uh, there are people that come in quite a ways right. to play with the orchestra. Okay. It really has become a, a world-class right. organization. They play at a top-notch level. Right. Uh, if you haven't seen them in a while, you need to go see them. They okay. get better each year. Well, they've got a, a holiday thing coming up on the first they week do, of December. In, in December, right. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, may, I, may, I may just do that. There you yeah. go. The, uh, I, I was curious, on the, uh, as far as the, the Prelude program, and I think I mentioned this earlier, um, are there programs for other instruments? Because you mentioned about the, the bands take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. What opportunities do students have that are in strings if they, are, are you okay, I guess, with them falling into, like I did, I changed over to saxophone and you know doing all that. Is your goal to strings or is your goal to, to get the appreciation of music and I know the answer, but then tell us why that's important. Okay. <laughs> um, there are two ways of looking at it. Right. From an organization, yes, it would be great if all those kids stuck with strings. We had a right. massive amounts of string players. Right. In the best of all possible worlds, mm -hmm. that would be mm -hmm. great. But 
as we talked about before, there are many, many outside influences on kids. Right. Um, if they switch over to another instrument, I personally, as a preludes instructor, right. I've got no problem with that. Okay. I'm more important to me is the fact that they are interested in music right. and they're pursuing it in whatever way mm -hmm. they choose to express it. Right. Um, music, just from a personal point of view, right. if it hadn't been for music, I would not be the person that I am today. Um, it changed, it didn't really change my life because music was always, always there. Yeah, right, but right. without music, I would have been one of those don't fit in with anything else right. sort of people, just right. really recluse sitting mm -hmm, myself. Mm -hmm. And music my, was my way of coming out of my shell and being right. able to relate to other people because right. I am naturally a very keep to myself kind of guy right. and music makes you, unless you just play by yourself, it makes you interact with other people That's right. yeah. and yep. makes you express yourself in ways right. that maybe you can't do verbally. Right. Now, do, are you one of the people I know, uh, I've heard that a lot, and, and the, the most famous example I know of is John Lennon used to say, as, as he, uh, gregarious as he was, uh, would throw up before every performance. Oh, good Because Lord, he hated yes. to be, okay, uh, that's you? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that do that, that you think, well, they go up on stage and, you know, they're, they're performing for, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, and, and they still get stage fright. And, and, you know, it's just interesting. And, and, and here's why I think it's, it's, it's kind of neat for starting out, out at such, engaging the youth at such an early age. Is because that trans that love of music transcends into other areas. Public speaking, yes, you know, getting up on stage, yeah. uh, mathematics. Do y'all talk about that to, to oh, yeah. parents at least? That that usually kids that are good in math are also, I mean, good, good in music are also good at math. Yeah, it translates into lots of different things. But mm -hmm. going back to stage fright, I had. Mm -hmm. When I was majoring in music, right. there were doubts with me and my teacher that I would ever be able to finish my senior recital because I would get like debilitating wow. stage fright. So bad that I would get muscle tremors in my lips, right. which being a flute player, that's a bad thing. You yeah, this yeah. massive vibrato <laughs> with a hand in it. So uh, somehow I got through and got away from performing music when I went into the record store biz. Right, right. Uh, but then about 10 years after that, mm -hmm. my brother, who is a guitarist, yeah, I know him. Uh, needed a bass player for a gig <laughs> and literally brought me a bass one night, came over to my house and said, here, you're learning to play this. We have a gig tomorrow. Right. I was like, what? I didn't know. I played bass in so many bands, and I never owned one until I was in my 50s. Because <laughs> so, people go, I don't want to play, but here's the bass. There you play. go. And so I had, had I played guitar for years and years, right, exactly. just by myself in my room. So right. it's not like I was starting from scratch. Right. right yeah. But he gave me a lesson for about six hours that night. Right. And the next day, I went out and played a gig. Right. And of course, there was stage fright. And I was like, I can't get over this. What am I going to do? Right. Um, so we started a band. Mm -hmm. um, and the only way that I was able to perform with that band right. was to invent an alter ego who there you go. always dressed in black, wore sunglasses, right. and was very cool, right. and he could go up and perform. Form. Chaos was his name. <laughs> uh, chaos could do anything, right. and I learned to perform through chaos with no stage fright. Wow. But it wasn't me. It was... And, Although I don't go by the name Chaos anymore, right, exactly. whenever I perform, there is still a part of just let's bring that <laughs> right, persona okay. in. And because if, if I had to get up there and do it, the, right. 
I'm sure that I would still have stage fright. I didn't have the problem with stage fright because I wasn't worried about. I was. I just got up there and was no good. <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about trying to do that. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that it definitely helped me. Uh, I think from an early starting out in fifth grade, so I was ten maybe. Uh, starting out playing violin and being on stage in front of people, it definitely helped me over stage fright. I don't have stage fright. I mean, I don't, I don't have, I can get up and, and talk in front of four people. I can talk in front of hundreds of people. I just, I just don't have it. But I know that that's a product of being up on the stage a lot right. uh, from an early age. And, I, and so I know that there are uh, side benefits to getting kids into music at oh, an absolutely. early age. Uh, and we talk about that in the course. We talk about... Uh, youth engagement in not only in uh, kind of growing your own uh, to stay in the community that's why I was asking about how many are in the symphony from Mobile but it also perpetuates the the industry that you're engaging the youth in so like you said it it makes sure that you've got enough violin players enough people in the arts enough music teachers right. uh, it used to be enough retail because you and I both went into retail but that's <laughs> few and far between now, right. but there's still that, that that perpetuates the industry so it doesn't disappear. So that's one of the imp other important advantages of engaging youth. Um, let's, let's talk on a, on a side note, if you don't mind me asking, um, about funding for how the community uh, specifically funds, I, I guess, the, the symphony as far as uh, uh, its initiatives yeah uh, because preludes is not just it's not the only one oh, and, no, we'll there, and we'll talk a little bit about all those but how, how does the community get involved in the financing of this okay because that's um, what people are going to ask it's an interesting beast <laughs> orchestras do not pay for themselves through ticket sales okay um, which is kind of counterintuitive it really is from right. a business model right. point of right. view it's quite unusual but it's always been that way I mean back to the days of Mozart right um, in the days of Mozart you have 50 people on stage mm -hmm. and to pay them they would have a very well-to-do usually royalty right patron okay. who would that would be their musician Moulin Rouge there you the go movie, Moulin Rouge. you gotta right. have patrons patrons right. are very important okay um, it still kind of runs that way now when we do a concert there are up to, depending on the show um, and what, what's on the show, mm -hmm. usually around 80. Uh, we did Mahler two last year. Mm -hmm. When you count the choir, there were 230 people on stage. Um, there is no way ticket sales cover <laughs> for that. that right. um, so it, ticket sales cover a little around half. Probably more operational costs than actual yes, exactly. artist costs. The rest of the money is made up in a lot of different ways. Right. Uh, some of it is individual donors, mm -hmm. uh, people who find that the symphony is important to their life, to the life of the community, mm -hmm. and so they give in various amounts. Um, it's still a tax write-off oh, for them. Absolutely. Right, yes. absolutely. Yes. Um, there is government funding, the actual... Uh, endowment for the arts? Yes, okay. endowment for the arts. Um, there are a lot of city and county uh, things that bring us money, especially for our education programs. Um, the county Mobile County. Mobile County. No our kidding. county In Baldwin County probably as well? A yeah. little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, especially uh, Connie Hudson and Nasiria Ludgood okay. have a huge interest in the fact that music programs get cut in our schools right. and they're taking their money that they have allocated to them and they're giving not a gazillion dollars, but they're right. giving us a lot of money to keep 
our education programs right. in the schools. Okay. Um, that it's very important for them to fund them, and so mm -hmm. a lot of the money for what I do, what the strings teachers mm -hmm. do, actually comes from the county commissioners. So. Okay. Kudos to them. Thank yeah, you. Um, and then there are businesses who mm -hmm. decide to invest in the, con the, the community. Right. Uh, we reach out to them. We have a lot of business donors. And then there are uh, organizations that give grants. Okay. And we have someone on our, our staff. national level? National level. Okay. Someone on our staff who does a whole lot of writing grants. Oh. And, Writing Bless grants. their heart, because yes. I could not do that. It is a, uh, <laughs> it's a thankless job, yeah, exactly. and you hear no a lot, Right. but we do have quite a few granting organizations that bring money in, mm -hmm. and so it's, you know, like any other business, we're looking for any way to, to right. bring money in and keep us financially sound. Right. Um, there's never a day where we're sitting on a pile of money and feeling really good about things, but <laughs> right. you know the orchestra is yeah, being. You can't going. rest on your laurels in exactly. the symphony, symphony the, orchestra the, business. The orchestra is now in year 21 as the Mobile Symphony Orchestra. Well, that's telling so, in and of itself yeah. that not only are, is somebody doing their job in, in getting those resources generated, that income in, but the fact that you know the community still sees the importance of it right. to be able to maintain it for two decades right you know so that's something to be said because you do hear about funding and you know the arts and the, you know liberal arts are, are the first programs to get cut mm -hmm. um, so that's encouraging you know after two decades that they're still y'all are still around and I guess uh, expect to keep going I, forever. I, no plans for it. No, as long as I'm alive, there's <laughs> knock, knock there on whatever go. this is. Um, you know, there, there's a. It's really odd talking about the symphony. Right. It, it seems very, I don't know, hoi polloi. Right. Uh, you know, let's go to the symphony. Right. Um, I was thinking about this when you mm -hmm. called me, and I'm like, right. how do I, how do I relate to yeah. to you all about <laughs> why the symphony is important? Let's take any genre of music, right. rock. Okay. There's a band you know nothing about. Right. You go see them live. You might love them. Right. You might find what they play to be absolutely awful. Right. But you're I've going, been in, some of those you're going in with zero <laughs> knowledge, so right. you don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. In a case like that, you're probably not going to go see them, right? Because right. chances are you're going to hate them. Right. I understand that. That's right. great. Same thing with the orchestra. Right. If you have no idea what we're playing, you're going to go in. Chances are you're going to hate it. Right. I understand that because right. you got no frame of reference. Right. But these Preludes kids, right. I'm hitting them with classical music as kids on the way. Right. You know, they're growing up. You hear classical music all the time. You just don't know it. You just it. don't know it. Right. And if you go to hear one of our concerts where maybe we do music of John Williams from movies. Right. Yep. It's the full symphony orchestra yep. there. They're playing music you heard in Star Wars yep. and in Close Encounters and Harry Potter. And yep. suddenly you've got a frame of reference like, oh man, I love this music. Exactly. This is great. Exactly. exactly. So commercials, you, a lot, when I, my mom was in the Order of Athena and back in the, when I was in the Zydeco Elvis, mm -hmm. um, she wanted to do this I don't remember what I was doing, but it was some kind of presentation, and I was using cassette tapes, and I sat there, and I, it was kind of like a little, uh, like a book club thing, I guess she had, and she wanted me to do some music, right? because she said, oh, you're into music, do this. <laughs> so I decided to do the classical thing, just what she said, how people don't know what, how much classical they actually knew, or know, and 
and one of the examples I used was the um, the airlines. Oh, I want to say United. Is it United? Flying fly the Friendly Skies. They use the uh, the uh, Rhapsody in Blue. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and you hear that and you think, wow, airlines, you know, United, United, but it's actually Gershwin. So the, absolutely, I think it's good that, that that frame of reference, but it has to start at an early age. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, if they, if they if you don't, they'll go in and go, all they play was commercials. They don't understand. There's, no, actually, the commercials are playing <laughs> them. Exactly. Right. It's been around for a long time. A long time, yeah. Okay, so, so beyond the, the preludes, mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the other initiatives? And, and I know, actually, they would probably be surprised at how many the uh, Mobile Symphony puts on. Uh, but so we're not going to talk about all of them uh, for time constraints, because uh, I think you and I could probably sit here, because we still haven't even gotten into the whole <laughs> Zodico Elvis stuff. Um, but uh, we talked about earlier about the, the youth orchestra and the petting zoo, which I had okay. never heard of. So I, I at least want to get that Absolutely. on tape. <laughs> um, the education program for the Mobile Symphony is there are a lot of different arms to it. I've got my finger in a lot of those, okay. those right. arms. Um, preludes is what I do, first mm -hmm. and second grade general music in our partner schools. Uh, we do strings classes, 19 of our partner schools uh, in Mobile and Baldwin County. Right. That's uh, group string lessons for third, fourth, fifth grade. Some okay. We have one middle school program. Um, and who so teaches that? The, we have five different string instructors there. Okay. Some of them uh, play in the orchestra. Some okay. of them are just local string players. Okay. Uh, but they, we send them out and they, they teach those group lessons. Right. Um, after that, there is something called String Academy. Okay. Uh, it's much as the name says, it's for strings, uh, mm -hmm. violin, viola, cello. Right. Um, and it's sort of a training ensemble. It takes those kids from the, the group lessons. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're not working so much on how do you finger this note. Right. Now we're working on we're going to make music together in an gotcha. ensemble setting. Okay. It's uh, very you know, basic. Mm -hmm. These kids have only been playing for a couple of years, so right. it's not, you know, very advanced, but right. it's a good place to start. Toxology. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's our training ensemble, which right. in the best of all worlds is getting these kids ready to move on to the next step, which is the uh, Mobile Symphony Youth Orchestra, which is, okay. as I said, full right. complement mm -hmm. youth orchestra. They play five concerts a year, right. uh, do an outreach concert at Christmas and mm -hmm. Foley. They play okay. Mother's Day out at Bellingrath Gardens. Wow. Uh, and there's auditions? Oh, auditions, absolutely. Yep, okay. yep, all by audition. And right. they are the, like, the best of the best in the Mobile and uh, surrounding areas. That's about um, 80 students, you yep. said? That's, a, that's, a, uh, that's encouraging in and of itself. If you could get 80 students. That, and that's not all of them. Those are the ones that just got They're those ones won that got audition, in. Got those, in. Those, those are the yeah. kids that are making the commitment that on their for the next year, their right. Sunday afternoons are down at the Larkin Center in rehearsal. They oh, rehearse cool. on Sunday afternoons. That's really neat. That's what they that's do. Really neat. I like um, that. Some of the uh, auxiliary programs that we have. Right. Um, We've got a thing called Instrument Petting Zoo, which you've right. never heard of. I've never no, there, heard of that. There are no animals Well, it doesn't involved. say instrument. It just says musical petting zoo. Well, so what we do it is we... Say, it didn't you know, you have to read the small print. But I'm like, I can't imagine what we, this is. We do these in a lot of different settings. Um, sometimes schools who are not our partner schools but want right. some sort of uh, musical experience for their kids that's right. outside the norm. Mm -hmm. uh, we bring in 
a whole bunch of instruments. Right. Uh, usually we go in with two instructors okay. um, and about a dozen different instruments. Right. We demonstrate the instruments, show the kids how they Stringed instruments? All instruments. All instruments, okay. Something from each family. Okay. Um, so that they get an idea. We talk a lot about how music is produced on these sound mm -hmm. vibrations, things right. like that. Um, demonstrate them. We are none of us are virtuosos on all of the instruments, right. so it's right. a very basic sort mm -hmm. of thing. And then after that presentation, we uh, it sounds like mass chaos, and it is. We let the kids go nuts on the instruments, get to yeah. try them out. And um, you have a saxophone and clarinets in there. Woo! It's a little, 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 bit, right? a little, little bit of everything. <laughs> I all when I do it, I always preface it with. Kids, this is gonna sound terrible. I guarantee it. And you know what? That's okay. Hey, okay. And, good. and it's just to give them some literal hands-on mm -hmm. experience with how instruments work, how right. you get a sound on them. Right. And you know, some kids are gonna do it. And have you ever had a Mozart? In all that group, in the years you've been doing it, have you in ever the had years one I've been doing time, it, I've never, go, what is that? Never once, never once I've okay. seen the kid who took, picked it up and started playing. <laughs> but, you know, most of the kids, that'll be the only time they touch an instrument, that's fine. It could fine. be, yeah. Some kids, that could be the spark mm -hmm. that gets them into music, makes right. them want to pursue it in some way or shape or form. Right. And maybe that kid ends up playing trumpet in the band years down or the road. Or is in Julia. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So um, some of the other things yeah. uh, we have ensembles, small ensembles like string quartet, brass quartet. Right. Uh, we got a percussion ensemble mm -hmm. that we send out and do in-school performances. Okay. Um, you know, they bring the kids third and fourth grade into the the gym, mm -hmm. put the ensemble up on the stage, and they're not just playing. We're trying, of course, work in some educational Absolutely. things. You know, there's so many things that you can tie into, not just math and right. and science with vibration, but right. geography, right. Um, well, history, history, of the history, a yeah. lot of history. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We're going to play some music that was written at right. the time of the American Revolution. George right. Washington may have heard this music, right. and. So we're tying it in that way. Um, well, you and I, well, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the broadcast, you know what this is, um, that, that you and I go all the way back to the early 80s uh, when your brother was, uh, start, was in a band that I was, was going to be in a band, then he went off to California, went off to California. Did, did great things. But you and I reacquainted at the Teach Rock concert, Little Stevie. Yes. And that in and of itself is a, an outstanding national level program. So I mean, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, because you probably had more contact, context, why not contact, context for that. So if you yeah. want to talk um, a little bit about the Teach Rock. Gosh, when was that? Like back in the early summer. Yeah. Um, little Steven, yeah. who is most famously Bruce Springsteen's guitar player for right. eons. Right is doing a tour on his own with his mm -hmm. band and did a really unusual thing um, that he's doing on this entire tour where he's reaching out to teachers right. and basically releasing on Facebook, which is how, how I saw it, right. uh, hey, if you're a teacher, come early, we'll get yep. you in for free, we'll show you this. Do the sound check. Do, exactly. Which you know what he played. Do you remember? I don't. Strawberry Fields. Oh, the strawberry, exactly. I heard that. I yeah. thought I get to see little Stevie play the Beatles. Are you yep. kidding? And uh, <laughs> he actually has a foundation called Teach Rock. Yep. And he's very into having music teachers like myself. I think his wife is a teacher or, is it, yeah. or his parents. I think his wife is. 
He's got uh, connections, right. family-wise. Yeah. And so the foundation actually has put together a curriculum mm -hmm. where you can integrate rock music education right. into a regular music program, yep. which is just awesome. Right. That's, right. you know, I'm really... I'm, I, it's, it's, have, you, uh, have you gone out there? Because on the website, oh, they have yeah. the curriculum out there, and the, yeah. the Beatles one is the one I'm interested in. And I'm actually going to, I got kind of permission to do this, I'm going to, for the mini Mace semester coming up, I'm going to take the Beatles, because I'm in interdisciplinary studies, you know, it's politics, it's social, right. it's history, right. I'm going to take and, and make a little mini course, three-week course out of it, yeah. and using that curriculum, see, see if we can make it, make it work, and, and teach a Beatles course, but it, it is solid, yeah. as far as the curriculum goes, for music, uh, and you benefit from that, I say you, the, the local community, the, the, the music programs that you are a part of, benefits from that national level exposure. Absolutely. I mean, it filters down because it, it shows that, hey, what we're talking about when we come to you for money, we're not just blowing in the wind. You know, this is, we're not the only one. This isn't just some kind of little pie in the sky thing we want to do. This is national level because it permeates so many things in society. Uh, one of the guest speakers, this week the theme is kind of the arts, because we don't really focus a lot on that in class, and one of the guest speakers I'm going to have is uh, Senator Roberts, not because he was a former senator, but because he was a drummer during the 50s and 60s and 70s in Mobile, which was pre-segregation time, right. and music kind of permeates through those social issues, but it's desegregated before desegregation happens because music is that kind of mutual you have mutual respect in there and we talk about that in, in the course as far as problem solving and, and getting youth to have that mutual respect and one thing in common that does it is music oh yeah you know yeah. you can it does it you know if you got the skill you know color nationality religion doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you got the chops you're in you know if you can play you you're in and, yeah. and so I, I'm excited that the Mobile Symphony has those type of programs and that they're going so strong after two decades. Um, anything else you'd like to add? I think we could probably wrap it up here. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you coming in, spending time. I'd like to have you again uh, sure. uh, in, in the coming semesters because I'd, I'd like to, to take the opportunity to, for you to uh, uh, kind of push any programs y'all are doing because you got the, the holiday coming up, holiday. Right. A concert coming up in December. December. But I'm sure you'll have some other stuff. Oh, we we do um, about eight concert cycles a, a year. Okay. Um, we do Saturday nights and then Sunday afternoons. They play in the Sanger Theater. Okay. Uh, a lot of beautiful theater. Beautiful yeah. theater. Oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite theaters. And yeah. the sound, acoustically, it sounds right. so great in there. Um, there's not a bad seat to hear nope. from. No. We saw Jason Mraz in there. There you go. Exactly. We were up, but it was. Uh, I will admit that the, the seats in the balcony are about this far apart. Right. Uh, they cram them in there, but I personally would prefer to sit in the balcony just because I like to see everybody in the orchestra. Okay. Um, but seats downstairs are nice and spacious, but right. it sounds great. Um, we're doing a lot of stuff this, this year. Actually, we started the season with a gala event. We brought in Renee Fleming, who is probably the most famous uh, operatic soprano that's mm -hmm. singing these days. Where's she from? Um, she's out of, out of New York. She's okay. been 
performing around the world forever. Right. Uh, that's how we started our year this year. Um, we are doing Beethoven and Blue Jeans this weekend, mm -hmm. which is our annual. We play a little Beethoven. Everybody wears blue jeans. Okay. Uh, we got a, a, a string trio that's playing as our guest artist called right. Time for Three. Mm -hmm. uh, we like to say they're young and hip. They're younger than we are. Right. They're probably late 20s, 20s okay. um, but they uh, they come at classical music with a much more uh, rockin' attitude okay. than your normal like guest ELO artists. type? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, they're going to play, actually, they're performing a piece with the orchestra that was written by Dave Brubeck's son, Chris Brubeck. Oh, okay. um, so I doubt it'll sound like you know, time out. Take six. Take six. But it's an inside joke. <laughs> exactly. And then we have our Christmas concert coming up. Uh, what else? We've we're doing Carmina Burana in March. Wow. Which, uh, if you've ever seen any '80s action movie, right. they use the music from Carmina Burana, okay. and it, you'll know it when you hear it. It's a right. uh, right. huge orchestra, huge chorus, and it sort of blows your hair back. It's one of those really loud pieces. Wow. Uh, well, it's, it's exciting. It's encouraging. Uh, one of the uh, things I, I'd like to kind of end on the note is the, the initiatives that, that the Mobile Symphony has um, in, in with strings, whatever instrument that they go into, I know what, as a parent, they're probably going to think, well, my kid's interested, but I can't afford it. Is there part of the, the, the resources that, if needed, a student can at least have access? I don't want to say cheap because. It, it makes it sound like right, it's let a, me jump you know in. Yeah, let me jump. Save, in, save me. In, save me. In, but in you know our where I'm string going with program. This. You know where now, I'm going with this. With preludes, right. that's funded by the school or grant okay. money, things like that. So parents are not forking <clears throat> over any money for that. Right. Once you get to strings, right. uh, it is funded by tuition. So okay. there is a cost, and you've got to get an instrument. We don't have a ton, but we do have quite a bit of. Uh, scholarship instruments, mm -hmm. which are, you can apply for them, there's a form, right. and we actually award, I think, about 80 instruments a year out of the 300 kids that we have enrolled. Okay. 80 of them are getting to use a free instrument. Now, is this needs-based or skill-based or... You know. It's sort of, uh, if you're interested, you check the box on the application, okay. we send you a form that basically says, this is why my kid needs gotcha. a scholarship. Okay, good. We, we're not asking for your your credit score right, and okay, your tax good. returns. It's just give us a paragraph on right. why. Okay. And if they come up with something that's more than because, mm -hmm. you right. know, then of course we, we turn it over to our scholarship committee and we right. award until we run out of instruments. Um, same thing. We also have a, a pool of scholarship mm -hmm, funds. Mm -hmm. um, Side note to that, one of our schools, there's only one that this applies to, but uh, Masuria Ludgood, who I talked about before, she's county mm -hmm. commissioner uh, for District 1. Right. She has one particular school that is, in her view, just doesn't get anything. Right. It, it's neglect. It's Holloway. Right. It's a very urban school. Mm -hmm. It's a very poor school. Right. Um, and she fully funds that program. Wow. There is no cost for the kids. Wow. We... Give all the that's, kids that's a, a self-help approach at its peak. We, we give the kids a violin to, right. to play for the year. We give them the book, the mm -hmm. music stand, right. and Masuria 
covers the tuition. So there is wow. no cost involved for those kids that study at Holloway. Okay. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't that. get any better it's, than that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Ben, I appreciate it. It's good seeing you again. Absolutely. Uh, again, we'll have to, as we can sit here and talk about old, old, <laughs> old, old days. Yeah, glory days. Um, uh, again, thank you very much, Mr. Ben Harper. Thank you. And uh, look forward to uh, that concert. Uh, sure do. Hope appreciate to see it. you there.